Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Sometimes you'll be in a total flow. You'll just be just like dominating. And then you'll just like walk off a cliff and fall and die. <laughs> and it's just like the most embarrassing, embarrassing way to die. And then your teammates have to come and pick you up. And you have to be like, yeah, I just walked off a cliff. Everyone's got the thing. Well, hello, fanatics, and welcome to a very special episode. I'm Jake Marin, and I'm here with the one and only Claire Kramer. Claire, give the people what they want, please. Hello, bonjour. I would love to give the people what they want, Jake, but I don't know exactly what they want. What do the people want today? They must want an episode about something very special. Fortnite. Yes, today we have one of my oldest friends and an extremely talented actor. You've probably seen him in Black Mirror recently. He played the sleazy paparazzi. It's my good friend, Robbie Tan, and he is here to talk about Fortnite. Oh, Claire, I'm stoked because he is a big gamer and an even better person. First of all, I love Black Mirror. I totally remember that character. Creepy, totally creepy. So creepy. And the ending of that episode, I don't want to give it away, but... That show is phenomenal. That show's phenomenal. And Robbie's also been busy working. He was on Mayor of Easttown. You know, he's been in Preacher. And he's also going to be in The Creator, which is a huge, huge upcoming event. So get ready for that. And just in general, get excited for this episode because Robbie deep dives into his relationship. He deep dives into his past, and he deep dives into what makes Fortnite the number one game, in his opinion. So, Claire, are we ready to put our seatbelts on and buckle up? I've got my headset ready, Jake. Oh, yeah. All right, fanatics, here we go. It's Robbie Tan on Fortnite. Okay, Robbie Tan, tell me, what is the longest binge you've ever spent on Fortnite? <laughs> Jake, you really put me on the spot there right off the bat. I probably played like 12, 13, 14 hours, you know, especially like during like the winter, you know, the, the Christmas between New Year's. Like we went really hard there for like a week. It was like I had nothing to wake up for. So it was like just wake and Fortnite, sleep, wake and Fortnite. Oh my gosh. Who was involved with this particular run of gaming? Was it relatives? Was it family? <laughs> One of the beautiful things about this game is like I play it actually with my girlfriend and my partner. That's primarily why I started playing the game. And then actually her brother who lives in San Diego 
started playing it. So the three of us actually played this almost like every day, at least an hour or two every single day. So it's sort of become like a a family game that we play together to kind of stay connected. I love this. And Fanatics, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Fortnite with a Fortnite (laughs) fanatic, Robbie Tan. Robbie, let's talk about how you got started. You and your girlfriend, how did she suck you into this? Okay, so basically I hadn't played games for probably like 12 years because, you know, I was like trying to be an adult and, you know, pursue <laughs> my career and all that stuff. But like a couple of years ago, like around 2019, I bought a Nintendo Switch. I started playing Super Mario Odyssey. Me and my girlfriend started playing this game together. And like we kind of both realized that we loved playing video games as a team because she grew up doing that with her brother. She used to watch him play Final Fantasy. So it was like this thing that that we connected with. Then we played Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. And then last year, she had foot surgery, which like put her in bed for like a month. And we're like, let's check out Fortnite because they had just come out with this new mode that was called Zero Build, which is what I play. I don't do any of the building in it. And we started playing it. And then she who had never picked up a controller and you know if you've ever played modern games basically like mm-hmm. it's the two joystick thing which like mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up with that is incredibly hard to learn so she was like there's this barrier to entry with fortnite she was like i can't do it we started playing together and she got really good at it and like basically learned how to play games and play fortnite over the course of like the last year it's been incredibly fun like since then to like her learning how to play the game, us learning how to play it together, like playing as a team. So yeah, that's basically the the trajectory of how we started doing this whole thing. It's a, a modern love story. It's gaming with a purpose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude. <laughs> Our whole relationship <laughs> through the prism. <laughs> We've worked some stuff out through playing Fortnite. I love that. Here's a question for you, Robbie. You already started delineating between the build and the non-build version, but can you give us an overview for someone who has never picked up that controller and turned on Fortnite? What is it and what should they expect? So Fortnite is what's called like a battle royale, which basically a hundred players come into a game and it's essentially last man standing or last person standing. A hundred people go in, you try to win win the game. It sounds super simple, but like there's all these elements. The map is humongous. There's all these elements in terms of like luck, in terms of which kind of weapons you get, uh, which kind of utilities you get. You're basically running around and try to survive till the end of the game. It's like the Hunger Games in a video game, essentially, if that makes sense. It does. Is it predictable at all, or is each time you play a completely unique and isolated situation? That's one of the best parts about it is like it's a completely different game every time you play because the weapons and stuff, the things that kind of spawn onto the map are different every time. The location of like how the map kind of shrinks every single game is different. And then one of my favorite things about it that this does better than any game really that I've played in the shooting genre, is like the game actually changes constantly. So they update the maps, they have new areas in the map, they have new weapons. Like it's it's a game that like constantly stays fresh because they are always making changes to it. So as soon as you get good at something, they'll take it away and then you got to relearn the game from scratch. It's like the game of life. As soon as you like excel at something, it's ripped <laughs> away from you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you thought you were good? Uh, I'm going to be really good at Fortnite, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there's always this period where you just get really frustrated because you're like, I was good at the game yesterday. And then you're like bad at You know what I mean? I'm glad you bring up frustration because I'm curious, Robbie, how many controllers have you broken? It seems like you play the game quite a bit. Oh. Do you get angry enough to smash those controllers? <laughs> Jake, I'll admit I've, I've broken more than I, I'd like to admit, but that I did myself a favor because I bought finally like a pro controller. You know, I spent money. So now every time I have the instinct, I'm like, ah, I should probably not break this like $200 controller here. <laughs> you know, it's helped me be a little bit more disciplined with my breaking of controllers. That's actually a really good point because part of the whole, you know, experience is the gear, the chair, the ambiance, mm -hmm. how you connect with the friends in San Diego and whatnot. So what is like your gaming experience like? If I came over, Robbie, and you were going to set me down to play, what would I experience firsthand? Oh, wow. Okay. I've gone deep on this. I've got the, <laughs> the, the OLED TV with the 120 hertz frame rate. I've got the right HDMI cord. I've got like an individually like uh, Bluetooth connected microphone. I've got my Bose headset. You would see someone who's like deep, deep into nerddom with with the gaming setup. Yeah. <laughs> Does your girlfriend and partner have a matching chair? Well, we live in like a tiny little studio apartment in New York. I think we probably have like 250, 300 square feet. So like where I am right now is where I play. And then like maybe 10 feet away, she's got like a setup with one of those like big pillows that turns it into a couch. She pulls the, the TV forward and we got like a whole setup. The house like shifts when we play the game. I love that. It's into a different place. <laughs> oh, man. I love this so much, Robbie. And I love it because Robbie and I grew up together. And Robbie, I remember you skipped school to play Halo 2. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, dude. I, I'm not making that up, right? <laughs> you were right. I had skipped so much school at that point that I could not afford another day of truancy or else I would have probably failed. So I stayed up all night playing Halo 2. And I had to go to school that day. <laughs> and I hadn't slept. It was like the most miserable day of school <laughs> I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I played a lot of Halo back in the day, yeah. Have you skipped anything for Fortnite? Like you skipped school for <laughs> Halo and other games? Well, he's not um, going to tell you that. This is public. <laughs> Jake, I'm here, man. I made it. I made it here today, okay? I'm impressed. You're not playing Fortnite right now. You showed up. That's all that matters. It's true. It's true. It's the little things like that. So on a normal non-bingy week or month, how many hours do you say you would play per week? Yeah, so I kind of have like a standing afternoon appointment. I do not play until 5 p.m. Like I do not touch my PlayStation or any video games till 5 p.m. That way it's like I get what I need to get done that day. I go to the gym. I work on it. If I have auditions or something, I get my work done. 5 p.m. is like the earliest I can start playing. And at this point, my girlfriend's brother, he usually gets on around like 2.33 Pacific time. Mm -hmm. And so we'll usually do at least like an hour, hour and a half at least every day. If I have a lot going on, it won't happen. But like, if I'm just like moderately busy, I'll usually be fit in like a break, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I might have missed this, but what device are you playing on? I play on the PlayStation 5. Gotcha. So basically you're saying, though, 
Fortnite is your alcohol. Like it's happy hour at five. <laughs> you and your partner, it's time to get going. Yes, yes. For better, for worse. Considering that you play in the evening, I'm curious how dinner fits in. Is that something you guys will hop up mm. and do like as you pause or will there be a stopping point? Just, I need yeah. to know more, Robbie. Mm. I'm very curious. Just cans of SpaghettiOs. Well, here's the thing. For many months over the last like six months or so, Around January, we started doing Factor. You know Factor? Uh-huh. It's great. Like you order like microwavable meals. We have a small apartment. That was actually super helpful because we are just very much late night people. So usually when we get done, dinner will happen like probably around like 8.30 or 9 anyways. And either we'll use Factor or we'll cook something. So it's like we don't we don't push dinner like too late into the night. We eat. But I definitely am not on like a normal lunch at noon dinner at five to six mm -hmm. i'm usually i'm like lunch at like two three dinner at like nine o'clock yeah mm -hmm. so it fits right in there you know and you brought up final fantasy earlier and it made me think my wife likes to watch playthroughs on youtube you know she's in play, oh, yeah, she yeah. watches the playthroughs do you do that do you go on twitch or youtube and watch other people play yeah man it's a lot of my background noise is like i'll watch some of these streamers yeah absolutely it weirdly, especially when there's not like actual sports, because I, I do follow sports pretty closely, like during a dead season like now, whereas there's no you know football or basketball, it really does kind of scratch that competitive itch to watch like gamers play this game, yeah. especially because I play it. I feel a little bit like it's good, just good background noise to have on during the day. Mm -hmm. It's comforting. Totally. You know, putting on an album that you've heard a million times or a movie. Exactly. Even. Yes. So I actually didn't know watch through was a term, but now I do because my kids watch those watch throughs a lot. Uh -huh. And have you ever recorded yourself playing and created one of those, you and your partner? That's a great question because I have been considering over the last year, because I record a lot of clips. That's one of the things you can do on uh, the PlayStation. And I actually was considering like around August compiling all the clips from when I started playing this game, which was literally a year ago. And just like, putting a compilation on YouTube, like guy plays Fortnite for one year. Here's the improvement that happens oh. just to kind of see. And so it's been something I've been like, maybe I'll do that in my spare time. So yes, it's absolutely crossed my mind to put something like that out there. I think that would be really interesting. I don't know how this recording works, but especially if you were able to include you and your partner in the same profile, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because then you're watching two things, yep. your relationship and the game. And you see it progress over a year. Yes. I love yes. it. See, I'm pitching you this idea now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I find it so fascinating that the two of you play games together. You know, my wife and I are talking about maybe getting a video game system. Robbie, what benefits have you seen that playing Fortnite together have like contributed to your relationship? The thing that I love most about the game is the team element to it. Like I really don't honestly play it on my own anymore. And I think that there are things about playing this game together that have really benefited like our communication skills. Mm. And there have been times where in which like I realized because I typically been the better player because I have been playing games forever. And there are things that like as like a, in, in what I do, sometimes like I'm in a leadership position, I teach also as well. And it's actually helped me understand what it really is to like be a better leader and how to actually like work with people in a way that makes them 
feel encouraged and not discouraged or disappointed. And, and in our relationship, it's helped my ability to kind of like recognize how I communicate actually in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So like there are really real conversations that have actually come out of the game. I mean, it's not like anything was going to happen because of the game, but real stuff does come up when you're working together on something. So I don't know that those conversations would have necessarily even happened had we not played the game together, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Oh, definitely. And it's also that thing where like the game serves as sort of a conduit for conversation. You know, I have this a lot, you know, when I'm trying to have a serious conversation with my kids, I prefer to be driving so I don't have to look at them. (laughs) And it's just sometimes it's easier than like getting right into the depth (laughs) of someone's soul, you know, to have like that third party or that third thing there as just a facilitator, even if it's just Fortnite. It's so true. I mean, some of the deepest conversations I've had when I was living in Astoria, Queens, my roommate, Alex, he and I just graduated college and we would just talk about life while while playing games. And you're totally right. It is more than just like the game. It's like the conversation that comes out of it when people are focused on something that can kind of take away the the pressure of the conversation. The social inhibition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that about it, too. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I just remember like us all sitting in in Phil's game room and just the conversations you have with friends sitting there and just being in a room together. And and I, I think that's something that still allows kids today, even though they have all these screens, they still are able to communicate and learn how to talk to one another. And and it sounds like it's really improved just your relationship and life in general. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily connected as much with her brother as I did. Like that's been cool too. There's been like a reconnection for her and him through this game because he lived so far away. And you know, there was like 10 years where he was all over the, the world and she was in New York. And there's certainly, you know, elements to playing games that I think can be detrimental, but there have been so many benefits, you know, that if you really like zone in on those, like I, I do think it can be a really positive, positive thing for people. Yeah. Describe your perfect game have you had one with Fortnite in the past you know year or two like that game where you're like yes everything is going my way it's all turning out correctly like has that happened and what was the feeling inside of you I think when you play a game like Fortnite you're kind of like chasing the hero moments to a certain extent Mm -hmm. like there are times especially when you're playing with a team where you're it's like any sport, you know, it's like the Hail Mary or the athlete like pulls off like the thing that was like almost like seemingly impossible. So there are times when you're like playing in a game and it's just you and all your teammates are dead and like you've got to like somehow win the game when you're outnumbered or like, for example, like you're dead and your teammate is like you can still talk to them and kind of see what they're doing. And you're just trying to talk them through like pulling off the the win. Like those moments are, are the moments that you like chase i think in the game yeah let's talk about the flip side here because you mentioned your state-of-the-art microphone and headphones claire mentioned (laughs) that her kids are playing video games robbie without going into too much detail because i'm sure it's horrible do people (laughs) say horrible things to you 
<laughs> do these Fortnite competitors, do they mouth off? The One of the things that I like about Fortnite is you have the option to not talk, not hear anything anyone says other than people on your team. However, there are absolutely times when I will just get like a random message from somebody in my PlayStation inbox who is just like, and most of the time I don't even remember what happens. We'll just like start talking to me like really aggressively and like trying to just like bait me into like a fight. Yes, absolutely. There are those people that are the toxic people in the community that want you to like engage in like a really uncivil and, you know, basically middle school, you know, kind of way. So I tried to avoid that. Whereas like when I was younger, my teens and like early 20s, I probably engage in that more. And oh, now... Yeah. No, thanks. I don't want anything to do with that. It's so not interesting at all. What's the craziest thing that a stranger or someone you know has actually done during the game? Oh, I mean, they're just kind of like unwritten rules in terms of like how you beat people. So what, one thing that can happen is like if you're on a team and somebody kills you, but the rest of your team is still alive, mm -hmm. your character is basically crawling. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like your character's crawling and one of your teammates can come and get you back up into the game. But one of the things another team will do to you is like take your like limp body and like throw it around or like dance <laughs> around you or like put like a little loser sign over your head. It's just endless taunting and just really kind of cruel and just nasty, you know, yeah. non-sportsmanlike. Right, very unsportsmanlike. <laughs> Yes. And then how much of the time are you playing with people anonymous versus people like you set up the time to connect with your in-law in San Diego? So I never play with anonymous people if I can avoid okay. it because it's just always a disaster. Oh, so that's a good question because like when you play with anonymous people, you can hear what they're saying on your team. Okay. And it's like everyone is taking out whatever's going on in their life on you. <laughs> It's like, I've never met any of these people. We've just joined on a team. And it's like, I've just destroyed their life for not reading their minds, right. basically. How dare you, Robbie? You made my wife hate me. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Let's dive much. deeper just a little bit here. Because I want to know if you have any memorable stories of like a match, a specific game, one Fortnite match that really sticks in your mind as like, gosh, I was just on my game. Hmm. If it's not one... Maybe just describe the feeling when you're in flow. That's another good question because, like, I've been thinking about this a lot as I've been playing this game. Like, the flow aspect of it, like, the zone aspect of it is what's so addicting about it. So, like, one day you will just be unbeatable. Like, I will just be unbeatable. I'll just be pulling off these kind of crazy kills and tricks and stuff like that in the game. And then I'll turn it on the next day. And I'll be like ready to be right back in the zone. And then I'll just get absolutely destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And I think about why does that happen? And I think it's because I turned the game on playing with the feeling that I had the day before. As opposed to the day before, I was kind of focusing more on fundamentals. Like in a way, like I was focusing more on like just the basics that kind of led to the flow state. So it's it's an interesting like Zen kind of practice because as soon as you feel confident, you might be in trouble. Like you really have to constantly come back to those moments of like being measured. So it's like I'll have an amazing game, pull off something amazing. It'll feel incredible. 
And uh, then I just have to like recenter myself <laughs> all over again, if that makes sense. What is the worst mistake or situation? Is there a qualifier there where you're just like, as long as that doesn't happen again? Yes. I think like what's called fall damage in Fortnite is like probably the worst way to go. If you're at a certain height in Fortnite, like if you're like up in a tree or something and you jump down out of the tree, things like that can just kill you. Basically like a total own goal. Sometimes you'll be in the total flow. You'll just be just like dominating. And then you'll just like walk off a cliff and fall and die. <laughs> and it's just like the most embarrassing, embarrassing way to die. And then your teammates have to come and pick you up. And you have to be like, yeah, I just walked off a cliff. Yeah, I'm the loser right now on the team. <laughs> and Robbie, I just, you know, you mentioned earlier maybe, but it got me thinking about handles. Do you want to share your handle? Do you have a funny one? Or is this something kind of private? No, dude, I'll share it. So my handle is called, is uh, try reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> explain, explain. It's great. <laughs> so my original handle on my PlayStation used to be read a book. I realized it was a little bit aggressive in terms of like when you kill somebody and then the gamer tag says you were killed by read a book or try reading a book. It's a little bit like saying, like, maybe you should be spending your time doing something else, you know. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever. And actually, people do message me about the gamer tag. Like, they'll just message me, like, a funny, like, laugh emoji or say, like, it's really funny. Or if I play with strangers, they'll laugh at the gamer tag. So it's meant to be humorous. Mm -hmm. But I think people do not always respond positively to my, my gamer tag. I love it. I love it, man. So let me do a little projection here. I'm a strategist. So when I'm learning a new game, especially when I'm in the learning phase, go do a little bit of research, you might say, like join like an online community that discusses the game or read different blog posts. Are there forums that you consult like before that five o'clock hour hits to check up on updates? Is there like a Fortnite like hub online other than the actual game? What's happening there with the community? Absolutely. And I, I, I'm totally the same way. Like when I played Elden Ring, which is another game I was obsessed with, I just went all in. I would watch all the videos. Mm -hmm. I'd watch all the like tutorials. I just went deep on all the knowledge. And so like YouTube, there's a few people I follow. There's this kid. He's like got to have just graduated college. His name is Evolve Jake. And this kid, this kid is like maybe 20 years old and he's basically been my coach. I'm just like, every time this kid posts on YouTube, I'm like watching it. I'm like really taking it seriously. And I'm like, oh yeah, so that's what I should do with the chug splashes. Like, and, and so yes, to answer your question, there's a very robust tutorial walkthrough update community on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, they're very helpful too. Like, really. <laughs> YouTube is like crazy with the skill sharing. It's crazy. I have learned so much on YouTube. Yeah. I feel like I can do anything. I fixed my own wiper blades the other day. Like, not just the blades, like the mechanics. Are you serious? Yes, but that's a whole nother story. So, yeah, it's amazing. So, one thing we like to talk about as we like get near the end of the episode is why do you feel like this? process of playing Fortnite, the community of Fortnite, and even the ritualistic aspect really connect with you emotionally and almost spiritually and socially as well. The thing about the game that I really like physically respond to, it really is like the Avatar movies to a certain extent. Like when you get in there and your brain 
and like your hands are like firing on all cylinders and the things that you can do in the game, the speed of which you can run. It reminds me of like when I was seven years old playing tag on the playground. Like it does tap yeah. into that sense of like you can just run through a tire or something and like try and run away from people. That whole thing of being a kid and running around through the neighborhood, like it, it really does tap into that. Mm. So from a physical standpoint, my brain still feels like I can do things I obviously can't do anymore. <laughs> so so there's there's that element to it. And then I do think at the core of it, it is like those times, like like Jake, when I was hanging out at Phil's house, like we were hanging out, we were playing games. Like my friends, like that's how we connected. I would play with my friends on Friday night, Saturday night. I got to know people across the country that, that I would never have met. It's a very connective thing to play games with people. And I realized I stopped playing for like 10 or 12 years because I wasn't playing with anybody really. Mm. It wasn't the game that I loved. The game was part of it, but the teamwork, the like connecting with people, the hanging out, the conversations, that really is at the core of, I think, why I got back into, into this game. That's awesome. Robbie, that's fantastic. This whole conversation has been awesome, buddy. But before you go, please do us a favor and write a love letter to Fortnite. Okay. Dear Fortnite, please keep the sharp tooth shotgun in the game forever. Love, Robbie. Love, Robbie. <laughs> Yay. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. So Claire, that's my friend Robbie Tan. What do you think? Oh my gosh, he's amazing. I really want to go over and play Fortnite with him now. I'm almost embarrassed, Jake. I'm almost embarrassed to admit this. I've watched my kids play, but I have not actually played Fortnite. Is that like totally crazy? I would like to say it is, but I also have never played Fortnite, Claire. What? And I don't want to admit it to Robbie because he knows so much about the game and I didn't want to seem like a dweeb. Yeah, well, I mean, same. It almost made it seem like in his world, he described it as almost like a like a Zen-like Buddhism, Taoism practice. You know what I mean? And I bought in. I fully bought in at the end. I was like, wow, I can like trade my yoga practice for Fortnite and I will have the same cleansing effect on my body and soul. I took away from that, if you want to have a happy relationship, if you want to be in a good mental state, and if you don't want to yell at people, you should play Fortnite. That's kind of what I got from Robbie and what he gets from this. So let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you and your wife do for fun? <laughs> I mean, other than the obvious, you know, but. <laughs> we do a lot of things. I love going to museums and going to concerts and going to restaurants. But I think our thing is road trips. Mm -hmm. We love driving places. We've driven from Los Angeles to Arkansas and back. We've driven from LA to Dallas. We drive up to Kansas City, Missouri, Colorado. 
we drive places all the time and put on an audio book. And when I'm in those moments, I'm not worried about other things. I'm just, you know, like enjoying a trip with my wife. Yeah. What about you, Claire? What's your fortnight? Well, I mean, I mentioned yoga, but I think that I do appreciate the competitive aspect of things. I like gaming. I like cards and board games. Same. Big time. Yeah. Our family, board games, cards. We like road trips as well. But yeah, it's definitely like made me more open to playing Fortnite. I let my kids play FIFA a lot. You know, if you follow me, that I'm trying to raise two professional soccer players. Uh It's not easy, folks. It's not easy out there. I mean, we got Messi coming to the United States, so it's it's tough. We do. So I let them play FIFA, but I think I'm going to be a little more lenient and let them play a little bit of Fortnite now, thanks to Robbie. (laughs) Honestly, you know, my wife has been on me about buying a, a game system for a while. And after listening to Robbie, it's like, I think this will be a perfect activity for my wife and I. She's not huge into games, but she likes video games. Yet. Yet. So I'm willing. I'm willing. And as soon as I have the money for a PS5, it's going to happen, Claire. I love it. Okay. If you guys enjoyed this episode, spread the word. Go to wearefanatics.com. Take a listen to all our episodes. Go to Twitter or X. We Are Fanatics is our handle there. And sharing is caring. Let your friends know. Take a listen to this or many of our other episodes. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So drop us a comment, right? Right. And we'll see you soon. Have a great week. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. Get excited, Fanatics, because next week we have Mark Turtletop talking about basketball. You're definitely familiar with his work like Little Miss Sunshine, God's Behaving Badly, Land, Vita, and of course, Jules, his new movie that's getting all the buzz in the world. So make sure you're here next week when we break it down with Mark Turtletop about basketball. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.